When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right side again to Johnson. Johnson has been playing off him. Here's to O-Picking. Here's what's in his Elysiac. Here's Dylan in the corner. Does he get this one down? Oh, he's got it down, Kimby. And what's in his Elysiac is try number 18 of 2023. Pulls away and City do score. Haaland's first touch of the new Premier League season finds its way into the back of the Burnley net. I'm absolutely gobsmacked, but at the same time, not the least bit surprised that his first touch of the new season finds the back of the net. To send Australia into the semi-finals. Looks cool. Vine scores! And Australia are into the semi-finals! Courtney Vine has done it! Australia, a mighty victory! And the Matildas are scaling new heights. Yes, good morning, everyone. Hope you had a good weekend. Izzy Kempi for breakfast. SCNZ just after 6 o'clock. Big weekend of sport plenty going on, particularly in the FIFA Football Women's World Cup over there in Australia. Tony Kemp, the Matildas, a fairy tale. The dream has continued, but my very own... Well, Japan, love supporting them. They're out. They're gone. So I better jump on the Matildas bandwagon, mate. How <laughs> you doing? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Good morning. Not to matter yet. Yeah, mate. How good for the Aussies. Like, it was really uh, really hard to commentate, actually, on Saturday night. As you know, we had the watch party here with a few sponsors in SENZ. And uh, the big game, of course, was the Warriors. But running over the top of it was the Matildas um, and their game against France and the shootout and the amount of times the shots were saved and hit the bar and the drama in the theatre and they got the job done. Like, what a fairy what a fairy tale so far for them. they got two games to go. Um, but you'd be a brave man to be backing against them with that crowd over in Australia at the moment. Peak audience, 7.2 million viewers. Second only, second only to Kathy Freeman's 2,400-metre run in Sydney. I think that was 8.8 million views, but that was a long time ago. So, mate, you'd say there'd be more numbers tuning in. I've watched the social media all over socials, and it has just been everywhere. It's crazy to think you're watching a, an AFL game at the MCG, and then you Flick it over, it's on the big screen. The commentators can't focus on their job at hand. They're constantly watching yeah. the Matildas, but they've gone through. They've advanced. They've taken on England in the semi final, Spain and Sweden in the other. So, t- probably four teams you kind of you thought potentially could be there come the end of the tournament, but um, well, I've been by far the best four teams in the competition. So, uh, well done. Well done to them and well done to FIFA. You have to say, Ricardo. That uh, FIFA, this has exceeded well beyond the expectations. Oh, mate, yes, massively. Uh, I, I think they set 
uh, a target before the tournament of 1.5 million ticket sales. And that was over the top. Right, and oh, at the end of the group stage, they were at about 1.8. So, I mean, like, it's already, it, it's flown. It's the most successful Women's World Cup ever. And, um, it's yeah, it's just been massive. And the viewership numbers, is, is he touched on? In, in Australia, have bigger just been than, crazy. And bigger than NRL, like the weekend's game, bigger than the NRL grand final and the AFL grand final for a quarter final match. Um, yep. That's just phenomenal. And, you know, it changes the conversation around women's sport and advertising and sponsors and money and, uh, you know, payer quality and all of that stuff, doesn't it? Yeah, has to, has to. But there's still, uh, is there still a little bit of a hole in terms of the revenue from broadcasting? And, and I, I know compared to men's, wasn't it? Oh, who was it? I was with. Uh, it's about nine hundred million in, in terms of um, sports over America and around the world. Mm. Uh, nine hundred billion, sorry, or something. There's some sort of number he was throwing out and and talking about, and then they're trying to just. You know, there's a big loop. There's a big hole in terms of where the women's game's at with broadcasting the numbers. But you have to say after this tournament, there's pretty much no excuse. When you compare those numbers to the men's, how far off are they? If you could, off the top of your head, Ricardo, are they quite far? Yeah, yeah well, I, I would say that they, in terms of money, they are. Uh, but I think it will only get closer off the back of this. I mean, we saw that with the Rugby World Cup too, you know. It was how long have New Zealand rugby tried to get different eyeballs and different demographics on rugby, right? They've tried everything, and then all of a sudden they put it free to wear on TV3, and it's women's rugby, and all of those demos that they were trying to hit all of a sudden turn up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's just, I think, opened sports administrators' eyes as well and broadcast deals to a new, you know, their eyes to a, to a, to a new audience and a new way maybe of doing things as well. I, th- I think it's benchmark, it's benchmarked definitely um, where ladies' sports can go. Like watching the EPL this morning, for instance, like there's a definite skill level um, and, a, and a difference in skill level when the men are playing. Mm-hmm. So you watch that. Of, you know, so, but we're not talking about skill. We're actually talking about bums on seats. You know, the different the, the different nationalities watching so many different countries play women's football. You know, it, it is. It just throws up a thousand questions as to, you know, when you're talking about the NRL and the AFL grand finals being being sold out as as far as the stadium goes, but the viewership something like four point seven or four point eight million Australians watch the watch that game on the weekend. Um, mm. The numbers are incredible, absolutely incredible. Oh, it's so good to see, so good to see. And look, at the start, I was like, it was a bit like women's rugby, you know. And the black fans, I'll be completely honest, I was like, oh, you know, am I going to watch this? Will I enjoy the skills? Will I enjoy the the way that's been played? But honestly, I ate my hat. I've absolutely loved it. I think the skill's been been great and been very, very surprising. And, uh, well, no surprises. They, they are fully professional players, and some of them are really, really good at what they do. So there you go. FIFA Women's World Cup is into the final four, and we'll be covering it all here on SENZ. And night score 48. <laughs> and Greg Marzu, nowhere to be seen. Rivered. I'm hurting, lads. Cam from Blenheim. Yes, Cam. We had it all over our WhatsApp group. That's... Mazu got muzzled at the end of it, mate. What he got happened? Muzzled. <laughs> uh, I'm, right, I'm writing in the scores as every try's going, and mate, they just went to the middle. They didn't even go to the edges, and they're finding it so easy going through the middle of the park. 
and didn't even get any sweeping plays with the out the back down that left edge. As soon as it said Marzu on Saturday night, I'm watching the I'm watching the game, and we get in, we got the two legs, and I said to Kez, mate, it's lay down this one. They go down that left edge. I've been scoring down there at will this weekend. Didn't even go there with 48 points oh. to score. It's just oh mate, that's that's our luck at the moment. We got uh, we got every other one home, but unfortunately, Cam, we're sorry about that. It was a great bet. It was a great bet, and just didn't, just didn't get it across the line. Yeah, hopefully we can uh, get there one day. That was in regards to Kempi's kicker. We had uh, Perkles over at Rose Hill. It, it won its first race over Madam Pomeroy too. That's a good. St- Horse that came second, so uh, we lost it by one leg. But that's okay, Thursday this week, we'll get another 30 and we'll have another crack, because I thought we were going to get that one done. Oh, we're going to get so close, Kempi, and that day we get it done, we're going to celebrate hard and well. One of you, two of you, will be coming with us. Boys, plenty of rugby happening over the weekend before we rip into some Warriors, but there was big news, obviously, the biggest talking point over in England is Owen Farrell, again, up against... The judiciary. And look, from first look at that, that take, or that tackle, I didn't think it was too reckless. Mm. You know, like he obviously was high. He didn't, he didn't go low. Um, he, he clipped the head, but it wasn't real forceful impact to the head. But then on the flip side, this is Owen Farrell. Mm. Owen Farrell is known <laughs> for his recklessness in his tackle. He's been sent to the judiciary so many times. I'd hate to think how many red cards he has. You'd have to say, Kempe, this is going to impact his World Cup. Well, they potentially t- could miss the start of it or the whole entire World Cup. Yeah, well, they're talking five or six weeks. You know, that, that uh, yellow card being um, changed to a red while he was sitting out that serving that uh, that yellow card on the sideline. And then all the talk. I was like you, Izzy. When I saw the tackle, I thought, you know, it doesn't look – when he makes contact, it doesn't look that bad. But then you then you're talking about um, height of tackle, you know, uh, when the ball carrier carries the ball, and you know, as you as you're engaging for impact, a lot of the time when you do engage for impact, you bend your knees so that yeah. you can get more power through your through your push, and that's the problem. A lot of it is our tackle height. So we're, mm. when we tackle high, we actually stand tall to push through a tackle, and it's it's not really the fault of the attacker, it's the defender leans into the attacker and that's where a lot of blokes are being called out. So the only way, I'm just sort of analysing it, the only way that I think they can change this, and I know that they've they've talked about this in community rugby by drawing it, drop, dropping the tackle down around that nipple line, um, is lowering the tackle, like actually lowering the tackle. And, and every tackle has to be around the mid-section. The only problem with that, you start doing that and, mate, the game gets faster. Yeah, offload, of offload faster. city, right? Yeah, well, it just gets quicker. Attackers, you know, they'll run past you. You won't be, you won't be actually be able to stop them because you've got no power in your base when you're doing that tackle. Well, Kez has just come through and he's uh, said he's got six reds in his career, club and country, six red cards that you'd have to say... This might hurt England. Oh, this yeah. might hurt. Steve Wolfwick will be spitting tax. He's their captain. He's their He's under enough force. But he's under enough. So much pressure. Only just got over. Just got over um, Wales in the weekend. And then obviously France only just limping over uh, Scotland too. So a couple of big old matches over the weekend. But in terms of that, I was watching that as well, Kempi. And, and when he ran into him, 
He was so upright, and you watch your knees. You watch your knees. There was no bend mm. in his knees, so no. his target was shoulder height, shoulder above shoulders, wasn't it, Rick Dog? It was like you know, yep. it, and you got to think this is going to be a huge impact, huge loss for them. Yeah. How long you reckon? Oh well, so I'm saying six weeks. Yeah, six weeks. I think it's got to be because I mean, you you can get uh, he doesn't get dispensation here because of his previous. Like you can't get oh you got a previously good record. No, I don't. I've got six red cards in my career, so uh, I think he goes for a skate. The other thing is, um, just recently, uh, what was his name? Peter Labuschagne, who was who the South African guy that plays for Japan, he got a three-game ban for a high shot against Fiji, but it was reduced to two because he could do this coaching intervention program. Owen Farrell's already can't done do it. That. <laughs> He's already done it, yeah. and he can't do it again. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it, even that's been taken out of it. So, I mean, the, the cynic in me, is he? Says, well, World Rugby, who runs it? The Poms run it. They'll find England. a way. Yeah, I know, mate. <laughs> but, it used to be the way with the Kiwis. Like, every time the Kiwis came up to play Australia in the Anzac Test, I don't know if you remember this spring, mm, I do. we would lose players. <laughs> We'd lose players left, right and centre. Well, I remember Remember, there was an all-black end-of-year all-black test uh, uh, tour and Adam Thompson, remember Adam Thompson got stung for something mm, yeah. and they sent him for the biggest skate they could to basically rule him out of the rest of the tour when he was our number one six. Um, but yeah, I've you know he should. I mean, if he was wearing a black jersey when this happened, you know, <laughs> yeah, there's no way we wouldn't see him until 2024. Yeah, mate, you did right. You did right. It's such a oh, I remember some great stories when Steve Hansen had to go to to, to the board meetings with the judiciary and all this. And, oh, it's just you're up against a big old battle over there in the UK. But watch the space. Owen Farrell, again, up against judiciary, and given his past results, you'd have to say he'll put his start of his World Cup in jeopardy, but maybe potentially only one or two games. We'll have to wait and see what the UK judiciary does for him in terms of that, lads. And, well, Kemper, you caught a great game on the weekend. A little bit surprising how close it was, actually. The Warriors, uh, 30-22, and uh, what did you make of that game, my friend? Oh, it was scratchy, mate. It was it was scratchy. They got out to a twelve point lead and then uh, just broken play. Like West Tigers, they've got some. I tell you what, Izzy, they are in good shape for the future. Like the kids West in that, Tigers, the yeah. kids in that West Tigers side can play. They bought they bought this kid. I think his name was Blaw. Blaw. He mm-hmm. was this big number seventeen. Like he was like he was like they pulled him out off the um, club footy somewhere. Like he was out of shape. You know, like his body shape was poor. He got the ball, his very first carry, and he was like Ali Lautiti, mate. He sort of ran down that yeah. right side, holding the ball in one hand and pushing blokes out the side. And I was going, you just don't do that in first grade, mate. You know, like your first <laughs> carry of the football. And and set up the the break down the right, right-hand right side that got um, Dane Laurie back into the game. So, look, I think Benji in 2025, if he can keep these kids together, they go all right. But... It, the Warriors were just scratchy defensively. The problem that I I see that they have at the moment is just consistency over 80 minutes because they're not going to get that opportunity when they get into the semis. You know, if they play a Penrith, the Brisbane, and the way that Melbourne played uh, yesterday, they will put points on you and they won't give you that that opportunity to get back. You know, come 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 September. So I'm hoping over the. I've got a hard game this week against Manly. Like Manly for their kicking game, they had Penrith under the rack. Uh, twelve nil, uh, twelve all at half time. Just their kicking game was atrocious. Um, I I think it'll be a tough one again this weekend. But if they don't get this consistent eighty minutes performance together before the uh, semis, we'll we'll be a little bit scratchy. 
It'd be, um, yeah. I, was, I was just talking to Brian Arariri out in the in the office, and he said, man, we need to Mighty Martin back. He said, because Luke Metcalf is going to cost us. Uh, he made a lot of errors on the weekend. Oh, <laughs> Well, it was that one defensive effort where he bit in, and yeah. then obviously they and got a kick, hell of a His kicking game wasn't great, which you've touched on. Yeah, it's look. There was a num- There's a number of issues that they got at the moment. First one, okay, they lost Wade Egan, so he went down mm, a yeah. try. His very first set of six, he got he got actually crunched in a tackle on Dave Clemmer and should have gone for an HIA and in the end he got caught with that which I thought wasn't a penalty all front rowers run like that you can call a penalty on yeah. those carries every it's every crazy, day of the yeah. week but awesome. apparently he got rushed to hospital just because he had a bit of a throat issue but having Wade Egan not out there you've got a problem with your ruck straight away because he doesn't have that deceptive you've got Bailey Surinan and they just trying the football the other thing was Sean Johnson wasn't 100% mm. You know, and you could tell that, but he still found two try assists at the right time, and he was very, very good, even at 80%. You know, so Mitch Barnett comes up with two big errors. He'll never give you two errors like that again, so I'm glad they're out of his out of his system. Um, but if you look at Aina uh, Fanua Blake's performance, the numbers are phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Like something like 260 metres, you know, 80 post-line metres, a try assist and a try. Uh, you know, it's one of those one of those games where you just go, well, you know, if he can turn that in the semis, we're a definite chance. But they're scratchy, you know. They're, they're not consistent over their 80 minutes, and you just can't afford that, 80 minutes. I know that there's a lot of people, just quickly on, on Tane uh, Toapiki, giving him a hard time. He was very good. For a standing fullback, he did everything that was needed in him offensively and defensively. He held that line together, you know, on a, on a couple of occasions. So I don't know what. People, what are they saying? Uncle? Oh, they, they give, they, they're blaming him for a couple of things and in, in the socials. Well, there's people in the socials, mate. If Tone's listening, just don't even listen to them. They got no idea what they're talking about. Some. <laughs> yeah, mate. I, I totally agree. It was it was always going to be a tough one. They tested him a couple of times in the year and. I think yeah, there was one close opportunity, but other than that, I saw great signs of Tane going in there. All right, that's who am I? Clue number one. Today we're giving away two dudes, Kiwi made natural men's product that make you look good, feel good, and do good. Clue number one. I'm a Tanifaro legend and also played club footy for Manurewa Marlins before signing a professional contract in the NRL. I'm a Tanifaro legend. Hopefully I'm announced, pronouncing that all right. Yeah, that's right. Legend. And also played uh, club footy for the Manu Rewap Marlins before signing up a professional contract in the NRL. Double eight, double three. Let us know if you have the answer. We'll have a clue every start of the uh, seven and eight. All right, Rick Dog, let's rip into this. Yeah, simply the best. Where is he and Kempi? Give us these simply best moments from the weekend. What have you got for us, Kempi? Well, you know that I'm I'm mad on it, uh, Rick, and this is what I'd like to hear. Robert Delaney is, 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 is not a mug. Just as he said, he was struggling to find the range. I told you. He lands the conclusive right hand, and in an instant, it's all over. And are we going to see it? Joshua Fury. That's the that's the one that everyone <laughs> wants to see, no matter what. But Anthony Joshua coming out and making a statement with that right hand and the way that he carried on afterwards. 
I just thought was, yeah, he's back. Well, it's going to be, uh, they reckon it's going to be Joshua Wilder before it's Joshua Fury. Bring them both on. And now Wilder fought Hellenius in his last fight, knocked him out in the first round. <laughs> so, apples with apples. Uh, all right, let's simply the best. Izzy, what do you got for us, mate? All right, lads, you know what was my match of the weekend, what I was never going to miss, and it was my Hawks Bay who didn't disappoint me. There with Thompson, very, very close. It's the ground a try scored. And it's a penalty try. Hawks Bay win it. They win it at the death. And they break County's hearts in Pukakoi. Oh, and we should never have won that game. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. Like, honestly, we came from nowhere to steal that. And that penalty try, oh, it's heartbreak. It's heartbreak for Counties Monaco. But, hey, the Hawks Bay found the way. They did it so ugly, I must say. They've got a lot of work to do. And now they're two from two. I'll take it, Tina Turner. Beautiful. Take, take it any time, any day of the week. There you go. A lot of MPC action. We're going to catch up with uh, both Brennan Laney later on uh, to go over that, including the Southland-Northland game. Ooh, that came down to the wire as well. Uh, you're on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, 23 past 6. You can text us anytime, double eight double three. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the home of the big brand vitamins at the lowest prices every day. Yes, welcome back. I'm a Tani Farrow legend and also played club footy for the Manurewa Marlins before signing a professional contract in the NRL. Plenty of answers coming through on double eight, double three. Keep them coming. And Uncle, we lost again. Four grand finals in a row. The dark cloud remains over Huntley Rugby League for at least another 12 months. Can't even blame the ref. No, but four of them, geez, it's starting to become a habit, uh, Uncle Brett. You want to um, maybe just have a look at what's in the water down there come this time of the year if you can't get one of them. But uh, look, rugby league's alive and kicking down on the the Waikato, and it's nice to hear those uh, those old names still running around. Um, and, of course, enjoying it because it's, it's that time of year, grand final time mo- through most of the country. I know up here in, in Tamaki is the same things. Um, and the question you got asked on, on the weekend as he was about rugby league, you know, and we spoke um, to the Heartland coach last week and he was saying, you know, right, even rugby league down in the, in the deep south is, is alive and kicking. So uh, interesting times for league and I, and I put it all down to how well the Warriors are going. Surely, Brenny, you can hit up uh, your good mate, Izzy. He's, I mean, like Crusaders territory, he knows how to poach a player or three. He should be able to sort you <laughs> out, get Huntley on top. <laughs> no, no, we're not helping anyone up in that region for sure. They always steal our ones and take them away up there. No, I'm joking. There is plenty going on around the, around the country, and it could be your community, it could be your club, could be anything you watched on the weekend. Let us know on double eight, double three. You're simply the best moment. Mine was Hawks Bay getting up in the last. Dying minutes over Counties Monaco, and uh, Kempi's was on the weekend. Uh, what was your one again, Kempi? Joshua Anthony Joshua. Hey, big Joshua sh- big Fury. Joshua Fury, bring that on. Big shout out to Hex Kingy too, is he for uh, picking up the strongman yeah, title this that. year? Comes on, comes see on. That. That's what happens, Hex. You come on, brother. <laughs> you always win. <laughs> awesome, awesome. That's right, Anthony Joshua. 
seventh round, knocking out Hellenius, and then old Wilder does it in the first round. Some say that's the one that they want to see. Wilder take in on Anthony Joshi's back in the division. How cringe was his statement at the end of it, too? Yeah, it, it uh, was. My back, my back from carrying this heavyweight division. Mate, you've been getting carried for the last two get fights, mate. Come on, <laughs> carry down the ring. I wonder anyway, what, anyway, we'll shoot off the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll shoot off. We'll come back. We've got some uh, headlines with Rick Dog. Love racing. Plenty happening on the weekend. Joe from Gizzy sent a message through. We'll talk about that, no doubt. But before then, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, shaping, building New Zealand.